LOL. Listen out loud, that is. It's time for Anime Jam Session with DJ Ronma S, Mako-chan, and Ari Rockefeller. Hey everyone, welcome to Anime Jam Session, episode number 283. We are that podcast that talks about anime, games, conventions, the fandom, geek stuff, and everything in between. I'm DJ Ron S. I'm Ari Rockefeller. And I'm Ichigo Gami. Hey Ichigo, what up? Not much. I've just been uh, stuck uh, maybe um, getting married to my sewing machine in the next week. No, I'm kidding. Um, but yeah, no, I've been working really, really hard on stuff. Yeah. Sleep is important, guys. Sleep. It's for the at week. At some point. <laughs> I'll sleep when I'm dead. <laughs> no. <laughs> but yeah, it's been it's been a busy last few weeks because I'll, I can, I'll tell you guys when we do a weekend day, but yeah, it's been pretty crazy. Yeah, uh, Mako-chan's not with us tonight because she is home with a stomach flu, so she's probably too... Yeah, she's probably listening in, laying on the bed, staring at the ceiling with Damien plopped right on top of her going, my human. Or at the very least, glaring at the computer or whatever she's listening to, to us on and going, you fucking idiots. Well, you probably have the fucking idiots part, right? But she's probably listening on her tablet or something. Again, with Damien plopped right on top of her. So, I don't know her computer setup, so... Uh, Cats do make good medicine. Yep. So she should, she will be back uh, next week. Um, also, uh, I'm going to get this out the way right now real quick. Um, there is a possibility there will be no show next week. Um, a friend of mine is in town that I don't get to see all that often, so... We're probably just going to hang out all night and stuff, so as time... So most likely there will not there will not be a show. We may pre-record something and throw an update. We will see what what happens. We'll see how we'll see how the days go. So you know. All right, let's go ahead and kick things off. Oh, let me adjust the volume here. Great, great, great. Uh, with how was your weekend day, Ari? Um, it was all right. I mean, I got paid today, which was good. Ching. Woo! <clears throat> and because of the. The, the, the check was big, but not as big as, you know, the one I had last time. So I'm all caught up with my bills for the time being. And I have lots of money, you know, set aside for other shit that I need. And, you know, squat away in different places. So I, for either emergencies or stuff, I like really special stuff I want in the future. Or just, just in general so I don't, you know, piss everything away. So I have nothing to pay for rent. Mm. I uh, went clothes shopping, not clothes shopping, of grocery shopping, and I also had to get a new vacuum. Which one did got you? One of the, I got one of the Walmart for like fifty-eight bucks. Yeah, and you had to assemble it yourself, right? That's still in the box. I haven't uh, used it yet. Yeah, I had gotten one of those little half-ass dirt devil ones for Black Friday a few years ago. Thing was useless. So last year on Black Friday, I, I think it was yeah last year. I ended up going to Kmart, the Sears carries it too, and got a nicer one that retails for 50 that I paid 30 for, and it's really good, but I'm probably looking at replacing my carpet anyway, so yeah. Please continue. Yeah, I got one of those little, uh, little stick vacuum 
like, like mini stick vacuums or whatever it's called. But uh, mm-hmm. the point is, they can't pick up shit, so there's not much you can do with it. And at one point, you know, my aunts, you know, singular or plural, I'm not sure, they want to come over because they still haven't given me a housewarming gift yet. And, uh, you know, got to make the place look nice. Mm hmm. So that's yeah, that's about it. I'm just preparing for another anime convention in New Hampshire, and it's coming much more sooner than I thought. I hear that. I was because normally the number usually the, the when you look at the, on a calendar, it's usually later in the month, but it's still that same second weekend. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Good thing I have my vacation next week. Mm. That's good. So yeah, that's how things have been going on for me. Cool. Ichigo, how was your week? How was your day? It was pretty good. Uh, I've been working on a competition piece for RuffleCon which is an alternative fashion convention that I'm going to be going to next weekend. So yay, deadlines! I know all about deadlines, Ari. I'm right there with you, brah. Um, it is driving me crazy. I did this whole big extravagant piece where I did hand beading and I did all this other stuff and it's driving me crazy. But I love it. It's like a labor of love and like, I, you know, when you hate yourself and you want to overwork yourself because of reasons. But yeah, otherwise, it's just been a busy week. Um, I've started teaching classes and stuff, so it's been kind of ramping up for me. Hopefully, I'll get more stuff in the future, and everything will go well, but we'll find out on this episode of Cat Does a Thing. Cool. Yay. But yeah, uh, other than that, it's it's just been a matter of getting ready for AUSA and trying to make sure I have everything kind of lined up, because get home from Connecticut... And then head right back out to AUSA in, in D.C. So it's going to be a crazy next two weekends. So are you driving up? Am I what? Are you driving up for this? No. Um. Well, I'm driving up with a friend. Yeah. Like, we share the driving responsibilities. Mm-hmm. So, like, she'll drive until she gets tired, and then she'll let me drive. Gotcha. Um, and when is so it? that's usually what happens. Uh, and that's this weekend or next weekend? That it's the next weekend, so it's the the twelfth through the fifteenth, basically. Okay, because um, me and Ari will be like maybe about three hours north of you in New Hampshire. Yeah, I heard him saying that. Yeah, um, yeah I know you guys are going to be pretty close by. <laughs> I, uh, I, I've been. I'm going to at at some point get a trip up to New York. I I am going to plan one, and it's just a matter of like. And it really makes me sad because the garment industry is dying. So, like, a lot of old stores and stuff that have been there mm-hmm. for hundreds of years or, like, years are are disappearing. And I'm like, I really need to go now. Um, but, yeah. So, it's just been, you know, a matter of trying to plan out trips and stuff. But it's really cool to hear that you guys are going to be pretty close by, you know. Maybe I'll just, like, wave as we drive by. I don't know. Um, uh, but, yeah, it's just been crazy. I hear you on that. 
Well, my weekend day has been interesting. Uh, first thing, first and foremost, I talked about about two weeks ago that I bought furniture, a couple of end tables. I still haven't opened up the box, the other one, and assembled it. It's it's still sitting there. Also, I have my suitcase packed for this weekend because I'm going to visit a friend. I haven't, I actually ha- we have not hung out in about three four years. Ari, I, um, I think about three four years ago we hung out with her out in Philly one time. I forget the reason why, but we was just hanging out or something like that. And it was all three of us. This was like briefly, you know. Uh huh. Yeah. Um, hmm? Yeah, I know. Just trying to uh, think about it, I'm kind of drawing a blank. Yeah, I just realized that. I was like, oh shit, you know? So she moved away and came back, so we're just gonna hang out and catch up with life and all that goodness. Um, I'm back in the gym, so I'm starting to really feel that burn as I lay there, you know, relaxing. Um, not too fond of a couple of the Planet Fitnesses in downtown Brooklyn, because they don't have the hydro massage bed, just the chairs, and it's like, uh. But you deal what you can. Other than that, work's been pretty good. Um, I ended up getting a new Blu-ray drive. So, not for the PS3. I haven't gotten around to fixing the PS3 yet, but I soon will. Um, I had got the Blu-ray drive for, for my main desktop, and I come to find out it also doubles as a recorder. So, I'm kind of happy about that. I may end up installing it later tonight. Um, also, speaking of my computer... I have to thank my boy Philip for this because he had asked me some questions about his hard drive and why it was running so slow, and he realized that he had it on the wrong—he had it in the wrong ports. When you put the, com- the hard drive inside the computer, if the computer is kind of new, there's two types of ports: SATA three and SATA six. SATA six means it's just faster, and I'm sitting there like, wait a minute. My drives are on SATA three, not six. So I went out, got updated cables, popped them in put them in the right ports and my machine's actually been running a lot smoother just hasn't been feeling hectic and for some reason i don't really hear the fans like i used to so i think that's also a blessing in disguise um i'm also running out of compressed air so i have to get that soon and i'm hoping by the end of the year i'll have a brand new bed and a new work chair because i need something for better back support And that's basically has been my weekend day. Um, we're going to the chat room here at live.vognetwork.com. Uh, Raging says, no show next week, Ronma. No. Um, and he also asks about, he was going to rearrange his budget to make some cuts so he could save up a little bit extra so he can buy extra stuff for his computer. Way to go. And he's asking about SATA 3 and SATA 6. Yeah, um, if your computer is like less than three or four years old, there are ports on the board for SATA 3 and SATA 6. If you put the port, if you put it in SATA 6 and you have a SATA 6 cable, the machine will perform a lot faster. And it's usually labeled, so if you computer is fairly new within the last three, four years, crack it open. Look where the SATA connections are. And it's usually written on the board if it's SATA 3 or SATA 6. If not, find out who makes your computer. Get the instruction manual. Look at it. It'll be listed there or Google it. Because I'm telling you, a basic investment of SATA 6 cables and putting it into the 6 ports, you want to get a better performance overall, especially if you have a solid state in there. 
Okay, I think we are good to go. We're going to go ahead and take our first break. And when we get back, we got some pretty good, interesting news. And just for the record, we are not doing New York Comic Con this weekend. So, nope. But we will have, most likely, we'll have news from the convention. Sounds about Probably. Right. Yeah, prob- most likely. Marco Child. Most likely. I've got a few friends that are going, so I'm excited to to hear what you guys have to say and then also share my stories with you guys. Oh, please, definitely. We definitely hear about you going <laughs> to RuffleCon, so... I'm so excited. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Awesome. So, um, we'll be back.
Okay, um, before we continue, um, has anyone seen the new um, evolutions of the starter Pokemon from Pokemon Sun and Moon? Yeah, I have. Is it? Are you talking about the Aloha versions? Yeah. Yeah. The G7s. Okay. Mm-hmm. The one where Executor is like a giant palm tree. Yeah. No, no, the, the Giraffe po- tree. The <laughs> second forms of the uh, starter Pokemon. Oh, mm-hmm. um, I don't know if I've seen the second forms of them yet, but I, I know I've yeah, seen the others. It's been floating around uh, Facebook for a while. Mm. I'll have to look that up. Yeah, because I just shared it to my personal Facebook, and I'm one person is called um, Owlet's Evolution. Uh, what? I I just had it. I just, Babushkal. Yeah. No. 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 It's another name called Dartrix. It's I call it Babushkal. Already, one person, one of my other friends, called it uh, Matt Smith Owl. I'm just like no. That's still the first one I'm going to pick because, you know, it's a fucking owl with a bow tie. Uh-huh. It'll be like, I love the singer, about the moon and the June and the springer. Every time I like this. Yes, yes. The, the, Someone got the reference. Yeah. Thank you. Not, not not, even that. There was actually a, fa- a fan art done of that a comic. Oh, it was awesome. Yes, it was. I kind of like the Tora cat. I don't know, though. He kind of just... Yeah, I don't know. I like tabby cats, and he reminds me of a tabby cat, so that's probably why. That cat gives no fucks. No. He's, like, beyond grumpy cat. <laughs> but I think that that's my most favorite one out of the three starters. I don't know. Yeah, it... Uh, the um, Dartrix, does, Dartrix does kind of look like Matt Smith, Doctor Who. Yeah. But... <laughs> Its name is a combination of Strix and Dart. Yay for creative use of words. <laughs> I feel like they're going to run out of words, and then they're just going to start making stuff up if they haven't started yet. I yeah. know that there are a few that like are questionable. You're like, who was drunk when they came up with that Pokemon name? But... It it's one of those instances where like there's gonna be a point where like they can't there's no returning from this and and they're just gonna make up this crazy name and everybody's gonna be like what the hell were they thinking but for now they are safe for now all right let's get into um to some news um is this no that's not the theme that I wanted to play for tonight oh, come on. Uh... Yeah, that's the one I want. Well, I want. I'll probably end up playing the other one too, so. Well, all JoJo themes are fabulous, so it's all good. Yeah, you know what was interesting? The, the wedding that me and my friend, me and uh, Mako Chan went to, um, they were supposed to come out to this theme. At the reception. <laughs> what happened? They came up with another idea, I believe, you know. And I said, you know what? I'm going to have to... Um, I recorded them walking it, coming through. I'm going to have to um, put in my own version, you know. Because I think that will come out so much better. 
Alright, uh... Here we go. Now heads are playing right behind each other. So, the reason why I'm bringing this up is because there's going to be a live-action uh, JoJo's Bizarre Adventure uh, live-action film. And before we tell you what's, what part it is, what's going to be about, Takashi Mike is helming this. He is putting this together. So you know it's going to be good. And if you don't know who he is, just look up Itchy the Killer. You're welcome. Evidently, port, part four, Diamond is Unbreakable, is going to be t become live adaption. Toho and Warner Brothers are joining forces on this. It will premiere in Japan in 2017. Uh, let's see. And it looks like it's going to be in multiple parts because the title of the movie is going to be called JoJo's Bizarre Adventure, Diamond is Unbreakable, Chapter 1. I hope they get somebody pretty freaking amazing to play Josuke. That's all I'm asking. Yeah, I'm looking forward to seeing um, hand-fetishistic serial killer David Bowie on screen. <laughs> and the person... I'm, I'm excited to see all the costumes and see how they, they do that. But, I know. You know. And the person... I want to see how they kink shame him to death. <laughs> oh, God. And the person that's playing um, Josuke Higashaki Higurashaki is Kento Yamazaki. We all know him as L from Death Note. So, and looking at his picture, I think he's going to do a pretty damn good job. Um, playing uh, one of uh, Josuke's best friends, Koichi Hirose, is Rinosuke Kamiki. Uh, Nana Komatsu as Yukako Yamagishi. And let me look at her picture real quick. Yeah, I can see this. I could definitely see her as Yukako. Uh, playing um, one Josuke's um, one the protagonist in it is uh, Masaki Okada as Keicho Nijimura, and Makenyu as Okiyasu Nijimura, who is Josuke's best friend. Takuyuki Yamada as Anjiro Katagiri, Yusuke Isaya as Jotaro Kujo, and I can see that. He looks with the turtleneck. If I know him, I could have sworn he reminds me of uh, Steve Jobs. Let's see. Alisa Mizuki as Tomoko Higashikata, which is Josuke's mom. Huh. Interesting. She actually sang the, the the ending theme to Sailor Stars. Neat. Oh, that's pretty cool. And June Kunimura as Ryohei Higashikata. And I wouldn't. Oh, Ryohei. Yeah, that's the grandfather. Okay, gotcha, gotcha. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. And what I find pretty interesting is like a lot of people that are casted in this have previously worked with uh, Takashi Mike, so I think it's gonna be pretty damn good. Pretty much the um, premise is that it's the fourth part uh, of JoJo's Bizarre Adventure, and it set takes place in a town called Morayo, 
which is in South S City in M Prefecture of Japan. And they're trying to figure out what's going on with a series of bizarre incidents in the town, including some murders. Um, the manga came out in Japan from 92 to 95. Uh, David Production has been adapting the manga into an anime series, starting it with part one since 2012. Um, and Viz and Crunchyroll currently stream... Uh, Crunchyroll streaming the series here in, on their site, and, mangas, and Viz has been releasing the manga. Right now, I think they're still on part one. Because, mind you, if I'm not mistaken, JoJo's Bizarre Adventure, the manga goes back at least about 30 years, give or take. Yeah, I think it goes back to the 80s, doesn't it? I believe so. Um, Let me look at it real quick. JoJo's Bizarre Adventure. Yeah, the style would the yeah. style would give that idea because it, it you know it's got that same similar style as Berserk where it's that hyper realism, but it's very cartoonish yes. hyper realism. Thirty um, thirty years starting next year. Yeah, nineteen eighty seven it started. Damn. Uh huh. Congrats, JoJo. You're now thirty and you're on the decline. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> Have fun with your midlife crisis. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> And as Ray Jr. says, a live-action JoJo's Bizarre Adventure. Call me jaded, but I have reservations about that. Can anyone say live-action Avatar? Yeah. That was 100% pure and nuclear crap. Okay. I can't judge the Avatar movie because I'm not a fan of the series. Granted, when there's an American adaptation, there's always been issues. But I'm thinking really positive of Ghosts in the Shell. But when it comes to Japanese production companies doing live-action films, they're, they're, they're spot on. I mean, look at Kenshin. The only exception to that would have to be the Attack on Titan film. Because I think the issue was that that pretty much even though they were all Japanese in the film, they had Eastern European names, and it wasn't as good as people thought it was. So That's that's my thoughts on that. So, anyhow, moving right along. Ah. Do we have any Kenshin fans here? Sure. Go for it, man. And one of my brothers in college, uh, like he got me into that and the uh, Trigon and Cowboy Bebop. That's when Ooh. I really came. Up, that's why I really uh, came to the fold as a real anime fan from then. Oh, okay. <clears throat> Let's see, November issue of, of uh, Jump Square magazine is announcing a new Ramoni Kenshin spin-off manga by Nobuhiro Watsuki and his wife Karuku Kurosaki on Tuesday, titled. Baroni Kenshin Ibun. Ashitaro Zenka Ari. Wait, what? As in, variant story of the criminal at Ashitaro. The manga had two chapters, and Jump Square will publish the first chapter in December and November 4th with a center color page. Watsuki first launched Baroni Kenshin manga in the Shuisha Weekly Shunen Jump magazine in 94. The manga centers around Kenshin Amura, once a deadly assassin during a Meiji restoration, who is trying to find a new life beyond violence. The manga has since been adapted into a 95-episode TV anime series, an anime film, three OVA, three live-action films, and a stage musical by the all-female musical theater troupe <clears throat> Takara Zuka Review. And there's also been, I believe, two video games as well. Mm-hmm. Watsuki previously published a Rurouni Kenshin spin-up manga in 2004 titled Hono wo Subaru Rurouni Kenshin Uramaku, a.k.a. Controlling Flame Rurouni Kenshin, a hidden chapter. that focused on how... Shisho 
like Makoto and Yugi, Yumi Komataga met. Oh. Komagata met. Sorry. I didn't even hear about that. <laughs> Neither did I. Yeah, all I heard about was the uh, it was the animated series, and that was because it was on Toonami. Mm. Early 2000s. I do want to see the live-action films, and I am curious of seeing the uh, the, the, Takara, the Takarazuka uh, variant. I heard great things about the Takarazuka review version of it. I heard really, really good things. You always hear good, good things about Takarazuka review. Obviously. Yup. <laughs> okay, Ichigo. Do I get to talk about Lupin? Yeah. <gasps> okay, so excited. Cool, cool. So, Lupin the Third's Inspector Zenigata is getting his own live action show. For any of you who love the detective's shenanigans trying to catch this master thief, you're probably going to love this. The live-action series project titled Zenigata Kebu, or Inspector Zenigata, is based on the character from Monkey Punch's Lupin the Third franchise. Um, and it's been green-lit. Um, so NTV, Wow Wow, and Hulu Japan are collaborating on the project, with NTV showing the main story, Wow Wow and Hulu Japan showing different stories after the NTV airing, and the project is going to debut next year in 2017. Um, it's going to star Ryohei Suzuki as Koichi Zenigata, um, former AKB48 idol Atsuko Maeda as Natsuki Sukaraba, uh, the young detective, or his, basically his daughter. Um, but in this instance, she's going to be like, hit, um, her father was a policeman who died in the line of duty and she followed his path to become a policeman as well. Um... I guess Takahiro Miura is going to be Shintaro Kunikita, a detective at the Metropolitan Delice Division um, who can't hold his liquor and easily cries. <laughs> and he, he's not cut out to be a detective. And so basically, it looks like it's going to be really, really good. Um, Taro Otani and Hitoshi Uwamoto are very big names on um, producing these kind of movies and anime and stuff like that, so we know that they do pretty good work, so I'm hoping good things. Um, Masahiro Yamara and Tetsuya Oishi, uh, as well as Naoya Takayama, Junpei Yamaoka, and others pen the scripts. Um, it's a recurring... He's a recurring character in the Lupin the Third franchise. He's, he's mm. a very fun character, and I really enjoy him, so I'm really excited. He's one of the main antagonists. Well, yeah. antagonist being a matter of perspective. Well, yes, he's it, he, more okay. I'd say Lupin is the biggest antagonizer of the series, but yes, Zenigata in this instance is actually more of the um, protagonist in this movie. But yeah, he usually plays the antagonist in the series. You know, I could see us as um from Lupin. I mean, me personally. I, I see myself more along the lines of Jigen. I like Jigen, honestly. Jigen's always been my favorite. Ari, I definitely see you as Gomon. Really? Yeah. You are pretty in perspective. <laughs> I don't know if and I you see get myself a, as a And you get a Fuji sword. Kung. And Ari, you do get a sword. Yeah. So I'd be quiet and mysterious and cut a bitch if he r runs me the wrong way. Pretty yeah, much. Yeah, exactly. 
Okay. <laughs> I probably, if I were connecting to anybody, I probably would be more like Lupin, honestly. I'd be like a femme Lupin version, basically. Uh, so you're saying you would crossplay and be a uh, Lupin? I don't know if I'd crossplay, but I mean, like, and if if there were a feminine version of Lupin, I'd probably be that. Like, if I would maybe do not a crossplay, but maybe gender swap. Actually, there is in the new series. In Lupin's wife is a thief. Well, there you go. Mm -hmm. I'd be Lupin's wife. That's Rebecca, weird. Rebecca Rossellini <laughs> or Rebecca Lupin. There you go. And the first time I I really heard Lupin the Third is from playing DDR. Oh. The DDR theme was like the Lupin theme was on one of the tracks, yeah. wasn't it? It was a uh, fifth mix. Uh, I think it was this one. Yep. That's yeah, I know. Yep. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I Everyone get out your DDR mats. Mine are folded up in my closet. I have no room for them. <laughs> but once I get this new bed put in, I'll definitely have more room. I, can, I might just break it out. Good Is thing the I... one that like folds up against the wall? The bed? Yeah. Something like that. It's a sofa bed type. Because I would like to be able to entertain down here a little bit more than I, sh than I normally could. Hmm. All right, now let's talk um, business with Viz Media. Viz just recently announced that they have a license agreement with Evolution USA. Uh, is it, they are a global licensing and brand management firm. What Evolution USA is going to do, they're going to represent Viz Media's catalog of anime and original content. They'll be focusing on new merchandise ideas expanding relationships with retail outlets and looking for pos possible licensing opportunities to expand Viz's consumer presence. As said by Brad Woods, uh, CMO of Viz, as we continue to develop and expand our catalog, we wanted to have an expert merchandise and retail partner who could help drive the North American business. Viz is celebrating its 30th anniversary this year and launched a redesigned website uh, a few months ago back in May. The company did announce a partnership with 2B TV in July to stream anime titles in the United States and Canada. Also, they announced that they're partnering with Overdrive to provide a variety of its manga digitally participating libraries in the United States and Canada. I like that. I mean, Viz has been around for so long. They're trying to be like the household name. So it was like when you think anime manga, you think Viz. Because I do hope from this, you know what would really be cool? If you walked into like, I don't know, like a Dwayne Reed or a CVS, uh, you know, you, you see in the front where they have like flash drives or whatever, you might be able to pick up like a Dragon Ball Z uh, 8 gig flash drive or something like that. Or maybe, you know, when you buy like a candy bar, you see like Goku on it or Sailor Moon or something like that. So you mean you want to get a Japanese 7-Eleven over here in the States is what you want? 
Yes, actually, yeah. Because that's that's literally what they have there. See, like, you get off the airport, and the first thing you do, go to 7-Eleven, get yourself a bento box, because legit, like, that is the best food you're going to have the first thing you get off, and then you're not going to have as big a culture shock. Um, would, but yeah, you want a Japanese 7-Eleven. Would you believe that all the 7-Elevens in, in the United States technically are Japanese? Why yeah, no, I wouldn't be a Japanese surprised. person. Yeah, um... If, if you look on their Wikipedia, uh, the Japanese 7-Eleven company, I think it's 7 and I or something like that, bought the U.S. arm, you know, and got it out of bankruptcy and so forth. And around that time when it happened, they started adding more selections in their in their retailing areas, which I think is pretty cool. I mean, not just like a Japanese 7-Eleven. I just thought it would just be cool, you know, to go pick up like a box of cereal from the local drugstore, like from the supermarket, and you might see like... Uh, gone from uh, Hunter Hunter on it or something like that, you know? I like to see something like that. I mean, they're pretty good, though. Like, I I wouldn't mind if they brought the food over, too. Like, bring me the characters and the food. I love pizza, pizza buns, and I love the onigiri that they had, and it was so good, and like, bring me good quality food at my 7-Eleven. I don't want these hot dogs that have been rotating for hours and, True. like, True. weird sliced pizza. Well, yeah, I, yeah that, that pizza is kind of nasty. Yeah, I do know this. Like, in some areas of Texas, I think it's Texas and California, they're opening up Lawson shops. Ooh. I mean, I know I have a Lottie, and I have a Grand Mart, and we have a Great Mart, and we have an H Mart. So, like, mm-hmm. we have all the Asian markets, but it would be so cool to just have a place where, like, if I'm getting ready to go on a, on a trip, and I just want to pick stuff up. Like, there's not a lot of like pre like prepared foods at these places so it's like you have to wait in line it's like fast food of course mm-hmm. but it's just because i guess i'm lazy i don't know <laughs> yeah cuz um now what's interesting is that we have something like that similar in new york city called m to m morning to midnight i think there's only like a couple of them left they're like they're pretty much like an asian it's an asian grocery store like an asian variant of like 711 or something like that and they, I'm thinking about checking. There's one not too far from where I work, so I'm thinking about tomorrow morning, you know, before I go in, go over there and check it out and see. Because I, I sometimes you know, in some places to get to the awesome Japanese products, you, know, you got to live like in an Asian area, or be near an Asian area or neighborhood to get it. But it'd just be cool to walk in to a Seven Eleven, get regular food, and also next to like the rotating taquitos instant ramen right there or takoyaki or something like that oh gosh takoyaki yes i think if they had takoyaki ichigo would never leave the place i don't think uh, i would either i'd just move in hi 7-eleven i live here now no no what's go- no you, you, you're going to picture ichigo working- get that stuff at a wawa mm. then we'll talk we're going to we're- we're going to picture Ichigo working behind the counter at a basic frilly Lolita, made Lolita dress with, with the apron on front, you know. We're going to see Not basic. Like... No, no, no. You know me. I would go above and beyond. It would be a 7-Eleven uniform with frills, okay? <laughs> and, you'd have the, and you'd have the upside-down Vs for eyes when you talk to people? You know what I mean, right? I know exactly what yeah. you mean. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like in most, like, serialized, like, bubblegum comics or whatever the little tiny eyes but yeah see but i said a basic one because 
Ichigo, you've worked retail before, right? Yeah, I worked mm-hmm. retail before. I'd probably end up being a manager, unfortunately. I'm <laughs> like, just saying, I, I would have you, management experience. Would you want to put together a really nice, frilly Lolita-made outfit to work at 7-Eleven? And by the end of the day, you're like, it's it just it's like a total wreck. See what I'm saying? No, that's what Tide pens are for. And some of the <laughs> stuff falling off and stuff like that because you're running around and shit, you know? Oh yeah, and knocking things around with my with yep. my petticoat. Yeah, no, that's a problem. See, that's exactly the point I'm getting at too. <laughs> okay. Um. And now we're going to address some issues with Card Capture Sakura. Okay. Now, Ichigo, have you seen? My the... turn, right? Is, is it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It is. It is. It's so... I, I I got sidetracked. I'm sorry about that. It's all right. It's all right. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> Anyhow, uh, this year's November issue of Kondasha's Nakayoshi magazine is revealing on Monday that Clamp's Card Captor Sakura franchise will have a, and I'm quoting here, super, super new, new news announcement for whatever everyone's been anxious about. <laughs> the December issue of the magazine, which will ship on November 3rd. The December issue will feature Card Captor Sakura Clear Card Hen on its cover. And the new chapter will have an opening color page. <clears throat> the, je- the July issue of Nakayoshi has announced on June 3rd that Clamp's Cardcaptor Sakura manga is inspiring a new anime project. This year marks the 20th anniversary of the original manga. Clamp launched the Cardcaptor Sakura Clear Card and <clears throat> sequel manga series in the same July issue on, July- on June 3rd. The manga takes place after the titular titular character Sakura graduates from elementary school and is now in her first year of junior high. Sakura sees a mysterious dream and an incident takes place. So apparently people are already predicting there's going to be a new Car Captor Sakura anime series. Mm-hmm. Which I've never been the biggest Car Captor Sakura fan so I'm guessing it's interesting news. I mean, I'm, I'm sure like Maka would love it. Oh yes she would. I'm sort of a I'm I'm not a I am a fan per se but I have not watched the entire series so I know of it you know so I am curious to see how it play how this plays out I'm excited to see what new kind of stuff they put in and and how they are adapting it because it is the 20th year so um I'm excited but I you know it, it, it again it's one of those things where if you're revamping something if you you do it, you're going to please some people, and some people are just going to be upset about it no matter what. So, mm-hmm. you know, it's one of those things. And then also you've got to deal with, like, marketing and all that other stuff. So if parts of it come out before other parts, then you're going to problems with spoilers and all this other crap. But that's the world. That's how we live. And, you know, I'm just going to... I am determined to be excited about it. Well, I did say if I was going to cosplay from this series, I would probably be Karo-chan. I think he's cool. Then again... I like Kiro. I like Kiro Baros. Um, I'm actually working on some card capture Sakura outfits. I've got like two or three in the, in the lineup for me for the next two years, but I'm going to get a photo shoot with chickens in January. <laughs> In Sakura. I'm sorry. I'm really excited. Uh, when you say photo shoot with chickens, 
I picture you dressed in a green Lolita tunic as Link from Legend of Zelda running from chickens. And chasing them around? Yes. No, I totally need to do that now. That, okay, yeah, that, where's my green fabric? A, yeah, that's a uh, statement I didn't think I'd hear tonight. What? I gotta have a photo shoot with chickens. Uh. I know, it sounds questionable, but I'm so excited. My friends are raising my chicken army, my chicken minions in um, in Washington State, and I get to go visit them in January for Otakon Vegas after Otakon Vegas. We're gonna go see their farm. And I'm going to get a cosplay photo shoot with chickens. So excited. In a way, I kind of want to go. <laughs> Just to see this. Just to see you in this photo shoot. I just, you know... It defies... Con- convention? Like, you just have to see it because... It's more along the lines of, cur- of, of curiosity. I also get to eat my chicken. I got to name one of their chickens Oishi. Oh, and I know that's like super dark. Oh, God. That's all I gotta say. How is it, Oishi? That's a head desk moment right there, if if I've ever said it. All right. Anywho, we're gonna go, we're gonna go a little old school tonight. Um, Record of Lotus Wars. It seems that there's going to be a stage adaptation of it. And I'm kind of curious about it. It seems that it's going to be a it's going to be for 14 performances from January 6th to the 14th, 2017 at the Kinokuniya Southern Theater in Shibuya, Tokyo. Idol unit AOP, who does the opening theme to Osamatsu-san, is contributing to the opening theme, which is also Quite an interesting anime within itself. Showa era anime in real t- modern time. Okay. What it is, it's Reckoning Lotus Wars The Grey Witch. It's the first volume in the novel series, and the Sneaker Bunko imprint uh, imprint printed a revised edition of that volume in 2013. The play adapts the revised variant with Mizuno and publisher Katakawa's supervision. The script and the direction of the play is being done by Hideki Sonoda. And the fight choreography is done by Kazunori Mori. Production is done by Yuki's Entertainment, and 1107 is working is collaborating with them as well. Sponsored by BS Asashi, uh, Katakawa, Charani Game One, and Bit Crash. Lotus War started out as a series of magazine articles recounted as pencil and paper role playing sessions of players who call themselves Group SNE. Pretty much, Lotus Wars is pretty much your Japanese D&D. The fantasy adventures evolved into a series of novels by Mizuno, um, which has over 10 million copies in print. The novels inspired a manga, two OVAs, a full-length anime series, two film projects. And there was a super-deformed SD chibi series back in April 2014 called... Meshimashi Lotus to Senkei Sore Oishino. To register participation for this week's episode of Anime Jam Session on VOGNetwork.com, use the passphrase LIMIT. Alright. <clears throat> Last one, anyone? That'd um, be me. Go for it. Okay. The announcement made today by Warner Bros. and Amuse USA 
has our imaginations running wild with all sorts of animated idol metal fusion scenarios because baby metal's getting their own anime. Yes. <laughs> Ever since they were interviewed back in 2013, unfortunately, this um, article says 2,103. Oh. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Lord. The... Japanese metal idol band has taken the world by storm um, because they topped the iTunes sales charts with probably with Give Me Chocolate okay because that's one of my faves uh-huh. and um, they also appeared on the late show with Stephen Colbert which is still on my DVR <laughs> so now fresh off their tour they're going to announce that they're going to be teaming up and making a um an anime series that's going to debut in the States. Yes. So that's really cool. Um, according to the group's Facebook page, it's going to be um, the three baby-faced teenagers that front the group Su Metal, Yu Metal, and Moa Metal. And they're going to travel through a secret portal to enter the animated world. Um, and they're an action-adventure series that's going to revolve around the magical world of heavy metal music under attack with only one lonely god, a kitsune, creating a warrior band, baby metal, to save the day. It's I don't know. I feel like there's going to be instances of, like, Puffy Amiyumi slash baby metal slash other stuff going on. Yeah, so I'm kind but, of excited. But you got remember, Hi Hi Puffy Amiyumi, they were working in, like, a, a store or something like that. This sounds more like Kiss Saves Christmas, but better. Yes. Yes, that's exactly what's going to be. I think, or, um, uh, or if, or Tenacious D in the Pick of Destiny, if it was actually good. Mm, <laughs> true. The series is going to feature new live-action performances from the group, and is going to showcase their cute choreographed moves against a background of heavy metal. We can't wait to see what they've got in store. It's going to be super cool. I think. I think it's going to be super cute. And um, whatever they come up with, we're sure they'll find a way to get their awesome karate moves in there. <laughs> uh-huh. um, but I'm excited for it. Um, and it's it's something that we've grown to love about them. I think that they're, they're moe and they're metal and they're moe metal and it's really awesome. So I'm really excited for it. And when I was at NDK, there was a baby metal cosplayer there and that was pretty awesome. I know Gimme Chocolate is awesome, but my one of my favorites is is Doki Doki Morning. Doki Doki Morning's good too. I know that um they have a few songs that I'm really into. It's just a matter of like what was really popular and what I like chocolate, so not even gonna lie. That was why it was one of my favorite songs. And Road of Resistance is freaking amazing. Have you heard them live? No, I haven't heard them live yet, but um, I've had a, they've had a few concerts on the East Coast. I just haven't had the time to go up or the money to go up and see them. So I, I saw them live a couple of years ago, and I absolutely loved it. But I have to hook you up with their live albums. They're pretty freaking amazing. That's awesome. Yeah, you, you, got, you guys seem like way more into this than I am. Have you, have you fully listened to Baby Metal? No, I haven't. Dude, give them a listen soon. I think you're going to like it. Well, we need tunes to listen to on the way up to AAC. I have all of the albums on my phone. We good. Okay. Car I'll, concert. I'll trust you on that one. Awesome. 
Okay, and we go over to the chat room at live.vognetwork.com. Dark Tetsuya says, at least they didn't say 2000X3 in reference to, I believe, Mega Man 2. Or just the Mega Man series in general. And he also says how um, he's surprised that his dad is into uh, into baby metal, but he says his father's always been into metal music, so. You know, it's funny. There are people out there who, who say baby metal is not metal, and I get that. Baby metal is like, I would say it's new metal. It's a mix of metal and pop. It has popish beats and sounds, but it's but it plays more like metal. I mean, they performed with friggin' Rob Halford. I mean, come on. They performed with Metallica. I mean, the fact that they did they, or Rob Halford, you, you can't deny who they are. You just can't. But then you got a couple of those people who still do. You have purists. And like any culture, you're going to have that. You're going to have people going, oh, it's new. It's got a different feel to it. It's got different characteristics. It's wrong. You know, but in all honesty, Uh yeah, like, they're not right and we're not right. It's all personal preference. But um, I'm going to consider them new metal or neo metal or whatever you want to friggin' call it. Um, Because they've established themselves. They make money on it and obviously it's a it's a thing that people like so mm-hmm. go them damn right and DT says yeah he likes stuff like Metallica but I think one group he may not know is Five Finger Death Punch if that says anything about his musical taste mm. yeah, yeah DT yeah, we're definitely just talking about that like, when people come out and they go after baby metal because they're not really metal, there are other bands like, you know what, sit down and shut the fuck up. Anywho, maybe this new style of metal open the door for more bands, like, band-made. I don't know if you could say band-made is metal, but they're definitely alternate rock, heavy alternate rock from, like, it has, like, the late late 90s rock sound, which I really enjoy. And again, that's something for you, Ichigo. I mean, I, I don't know. I can picture you running around in a maid outfit with a bass guitar strapped to your back and just shredding like nobody else's business. I mean, I was in a band. We called ourselves the Punka Dots, but that was in, like, high school. Mm. So oh, okay, <laughs> ain't nothing wrong with that. Okay, now that we got now we got our shenanigans out of the way, the Skype line is open. So if you have any questions about tonight's show or anything to ask us, uh, give us a buzz on Skype at Anime Jam Session. Um, definitely, all calls are cut to two minutes due to time, but we make a little bit longer. We'll see. And while we got this together, we're going to talk, bring up the open forum topic. The open forum topic is where we ask you a question about a topic that pertains to tonight's show, anime, conventions, or anything along those lines. If you don't want us to use your real name, please put a different name before you post your answer. We ask that you keep it civil. This week's open forum topic is manga artists. With New York Comic Con around the corner, a lot of comic artists are there, but we want to know what manga artists would you love to meet? And I think you all know my answer to this. 
Really? I couldn't. I have no idea. Okay, smartass. What's the answer? Rumio Takahashi. Ding 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 ding. Yeah. I mean, I've already met Ben Dunn, one of my manga inspira- um, inspirations you know, to continue reading manga, got me really into it. And Rumiko Takahashi. They're the two. She's somebody I definitely would love to meet. And I have, I think I have a book of Ranma manga in color. If she would ever make an appearance in the States, you best believe I would be there. And I would show it with this book and ask her to sign it, along with the art book. Alright, what about you, Ari? Who, what manga artist would you want to meet? Um, jeez. Um, I think the only ones I can really think of are uh, Toriyama and uh, Naoko Tami- Takeuchi. Okay. If, they'll, uh, if they do ever show up to America sometime soon, I can actually go out and meet them. Well, I do know that Naoko was at San Diego Comic Con in 94... And I do believe in 99, Akira Toriyama did come to the States. There was an event at the South Street Seaport, which I took pictures of, and he was there. And he did a a drawing of Goku flying across um, the New York City skyline. Neat. And my friend Derek drove all the way up from Virginia. He's living in Virginia at the time. He came up and showed up a full SSJ3 Goku to meet the man. Uh, it It was a really cool Dragon Ball Z event. Okay, Ichigo, who would you like to meet? Oh, if somebody was coming to the States? I know that a few of my favorite artists and writers have already come to the States, but I guess if I wanted to meet some that haven't been around in a while, it would be Ayazawa and Hajime Kanzaka. Um, Ayazawa writes a lot of very shoujo-esque novels, so Paradise Kiss, Mm -hmm. Nana, um, and then Hajime Kanzaka is the writer of Slayers. Um, It's one of my old favorites because the shapes of the characters are still very um, cartoony and they still have a lot of shape to them. I do enjoy idol anime where everything's become very soft and very similar forms or what they call the same face issue where it's like every character has the same face that's fine it's all it's got its own intrigue and its own um interest but i loved things like um slayers and i loved things from that time when characters still had a lot of shape to them so you know um yeah either ayazawa or hajime kanzaka would be my choices for that um that i really want to see but unfortunately they're still both working (laughs) so i don't think we're going to see them anytime soon well, you, you never know. Anything is plausible. Yeah. And I just got a, an announcement from Twitter that says, watch the Vice President debate streaming live. And I'm like, no, I thanks. Will, I'll watch it tomorrow. That's okay. Only people screaming at each other over Facebook about it. Mm. Well, they're not really screaming on mine. It's just like, I just see just snarky comments going back and forth. Mm-hmm. So, uh, you know what article I've been seeing pop up a lot lately? An article that says, intelligent people tend to curse more, be messier, and be night owls. Yep, sounds like me. And me. Not gonna lie. Uh, that's why my hours are from, like, 
10 o'clock until like 8 in the morning, so... When I'm getting up going to work, you're going to bed. Uh-huh. Yeah, that's usually the case. Um, <laughs> I mean, I run my own business, so I can work whenever I want to, and people are less likely to be up, so I don't have to keep in touch with folks or keep up with my social media and stuff, um, because then I can just go to sleep and then wake up and do all that in the earlier part of the day. So, um, yeah, I tend to be a night owl. You know, and, and it's all about, like, what kind of intelligence, because there's street, you know, there's street smarts, there's common sense, and there's logical intelligence, which would be, like, learned intelligence um, from books and stuff like that. Mm. Um, so I think it's, you know, it's all dependent upon the person, really. Sounds about mm-hmm. right. Uh, all right, uh, hold on, Let- let me put this on Mako-chan's wall, because she will appreciate this. Mr. and Mrs. Feel Deadpool. better, Mako-chan. We're cheering you on. Yeah, there's a couple dressed as Deadpool, bride and groom, and it's they're wearing letters that says Wedpool. <laughs> hey, do you guys know that Deadpool has a Harry Potter house? He yes. has a, a wizard house? Yes, we do. What house is he in? Yes. Hufflepuff? And it's canon. What? Is it Hufflepuff? Yes, it is. Really? It's fucking yeah. canon? Get the fuck It's out. canon. It was a joke because they thought at first he was going to be Gryffindor, but he's Hufflepuff and it's canon. So I'm looking at the picture. I was driving down the street earlier today and I saw a uh, billboard for one of those uh, pop-up you know, seasonal Halloween stores. And on it was a guy in a Deadpool costume. Well, what do you know? This was at New York Comic Con. This must have been last year or something like that. Because one, the bride is holding up a sign that says, My anaconda don't want none unless you got guns, hun. And the groom is holding up a sign that says, I put a ring on it. Oh, that's cute. <laughs> yeah, that is kind of cute. All right. Moving on. Now we're going to get to the fun part of the show. Strange news from Japan. Oh, Skype, I'll do with you later. I accidentally signed out of Skype on the tablet. <laughs> oh, well, no harm, no foul. Oops. Yeah. All I do is sign back in with the password. We're good. I want to take that second article. All right, let me take a quick no! look at it. I wanted it, but that's okay. No, it's your good, Ari. I'll, I'll take one of the others. I think I think Ichigo should take the last article. I do love me some boobs. Mm. Well, you're kind of uh, you're you're kind of talented yourself, Lod, Lassie. Why? Thank talented. you. <laughs> I was gonna say you're in, she's in good company, but okay, that works even better. I was going to say well endowed, but I didn't want to be that direct. You're just jealous, okay? Maybe. <laughs> but that's a story for another time that does not need to be mentioned on this program. Alright, so this is something interesting. They should do something like this in the US. They really should. Japanese city offering authentic handcraft swords in exchange for tax payments. Tell me that shit's not awesome. Okay. 
And here's the best part about this. You don't even have to live there to pay the tax. It seems that in Seiki City and Gifu Prefecture, Prefecture, they recently announced that they will be giving away 20 handmade Japanese swords to anyone who pays their hometown tax in amounts of 3 or 5 million yen, which is $49,300 and $29,600. Hometown tax, better known as Furusato, is not the exact is not exactly a tax since it's not mandatory, nor is it paid by the residents of the city. It's more of a donation that is used as a tax revenue for the city and also allows the donor to receive a break on their own residency tax. It started back in 2008 as a way to address revenue loss in rural areas that were due to declining populations. In order to attract donations, cities will often offer thank you gifts such as local produce or crafts or even a chance to be the mayor if you pay this. In the case of Seki, donors attempted with one of the legendary swords that the area has been famous for producing for nearly 700 years. Including such notable swordsmiths such as the Seki no Magoroku. Early this year, they ran a campaign where 1 million yen, which is 9,900, for the Sato tax, would don't be donated, would be thanked with a Seki handmade dagger measuring 24 centimeters. The response was so good, they decided to up the ante for full swords. So if you give 5 million yen, you'll get one of 72 centimeter or 20 inch swords handcrafted by 63 year old Mitsutoshi Ogawa, the successor of 60 generations of sword making techniques and artistry and a certified important intangible cultural asset of the city. Wow. That's fucking awesome. If that is too steep, you can always pay $3 million and have it made by an up-and-coming middle-aged swordsmither affiliated with the Seikiden Japanese Sword Training and Technology Preservation Society. Either way, you should be paying less than market value for this craftsmanship of a blade and getting a tax deduction. The donors will also get to meet their swordsmith and have an engraving of their choosing made on the blade. The swords take about a year to be forged, and it also comes with a sheath and a cleaning kit. And there were mixed results about this from from readers in Japan, saying it was too expensive, or they would use it to cut meat and vegetables for dinner, or they would buy one. I want a nail for four thousand for ten thousand in donation. Uh huh. Or they'll buy one in a souvenir shop, you know. But so far, it's really it's really taking off and it's gotten really popular. If, if you, I had the money, I'd drop I'd drop it for a long ass sword like that. But here's the thing: they don't know if it'll work if you're from overseas. But Seki City would be more than happy to take your money, probably. But you wouldn't be eligible for a tax break in your own country for doing it. You can always send them an email to find out. And actually, for 10,000 yen donation, you can get a nail clipper set. Huh. Hey. It works. Alright, so am I going with the next one? Mm hmm. <clears throat> uh, let's see. 
Like any fingerprint that's covered in chocolate, Pocky is incredibly popular with kids. But being sweet without crossing over an cloying means grown-ups too can appreciate the crisp chocolate-coated pretzel sticks. So much so that it's not uncommon to see Pocky served along with alcoholic drinks and at adult parties or bars. So it's natural progression for Glyco, the makers of Pocky, to create a special version that's designed specifically to be enjoyed with a stiff drink. Which is how adult Amber Pocky came about. Or, uh, Otono no Kohaku. Specifically, adult Amber Pocky is to be enjoyed with a glass of whiskey. That makes it arguably even more old-school masculine than the sporadically offered men's Pocky, which, fe- which features a less sweet variety of chocolate than the standard version. <clears throat> Sorry. Similarly, Glyco describes the chocolate used in the adult Amber as rich and bitter and also featuring distinct aroma of whiskey. But the deepest connection to whiskey is found in the dough used for the pretzel stick, which contains malt extract. Before being coated in chocolate, the stick is sprinkled with salt, which the resulting combination of flavors said to deliciously complement the grain alcohol you're sipping. Mm. This is actually Glyco's second time to offer the snack, as adult amber whiskey was briefly available last November, before quickly selling out on, on Amazon Japan's website. This year, the company has prepared 300,000 boxes, which will once again be sold exclusively through Amazon, priced at 9.98 yen, or about 9.70 in U.S. for six packs shipped inside a round container stopped after those used for packaging whiskey bottles. It officially goes on sale on the 25th and can be ordered domestically, you know, through this website. You'll have to procure the whiskey itself separately. I kind of want it. Oh, me too. It fucking sounds delicious. I'm excited, because I love all these new flavors. Um, I just checked out the H-Mart near my house, mm-hmm. and they also have, like, a lemon-flavored Pocky. So, more flavors, Pocky. Come on, Glico. I have two a- I have two Asian supermarkets by me. Um, I need to check them out. One of them used to be a regular regular grocery, a supermarket, now it's an Asian one. I do have to go by there and check it out. Alrighty, Ichigo. Boobs! Okay. How, um, how titillating. Well, oh, oh, I see. Oh, 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 I like that. That was good. But I'm sh- Sticker for you, Ranma. Hmm. Um, following sexism complaints, Japanese porn star boob-touching charity event adds male chests. So for those of you who like moobs, like I do. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> I think everyone is beautiful. Um, AIDS research fundraiser to be held next month in Tokyo. One might be tempted to label Jap- Japan's Paradise TV as just another smut peddler. After all, the adult video internet portal is currently running banner ads for something called Eros in Wonderland, mm. which is obviously an Alice in Wonderland themed smut film. Um, uh, however, Paradise TV has to be cautious- conscious too. Last year, it organized a charity event, which it participated um, uh, with AIDS research and donated, um, where uh, people were allowed to kind of touch um, touch uh, women's breasts. And, of course, since it was called Sexist and a Change.org petition was set up for it, um, it attracted 9,000 signatures on that petition, and so it has since changed that uh, they are going to include male um, bodies as well. Mm. 
Um, so you can either choose between touching a female breast or a male one. Um, as a matter of fact, at the year's event this year, it was uh, it's to be held at a yet determined location, and it will feature the chest of three men: Taku Yoshimura, Makoto, and Hatori, and the bosoms of only two women: Mako Ayanami and Nina Nishimura. Between two and three of the adult film stars will be present in any time block, and at least one man and one woman will always be on or in hand. Um, it's unclear whether the addition was the response to criticism, but <clears throat> I think it definitely was, and uh, reservations are required, so uh, you can go to the Paradise TV network, um, but it's definitely not safe for work, so yeah that okay Ichigo would you participate in something like this probably not okay just wondering on either end it's just like my geek girl kryptonite sorry I'm eating ice cream um dessert um is people with their shirts off so I get a little bit like finicky I get I'm not Okay, I'm very European in the way I am prudish. So, when it comes to things that need to be covered, or at least, like, comfort level, um, when I'm around strangers that have their shirts off, it just bothers me a little bit. But it's not like I have anything against the person. It is just I am physically super shy when that occurs. Um, for some reason, my brain, like, I can separate it. If I'm working and I have to measure you to make you a super superhero bodysuit and for some reason you're naked it's totally fine if i'm doing an art piece of you in sculpture it's totally cool like it's a very casual thing but when it becomes like me around people in a public setting with other people who do not have shirts on all of a sudden my brain just doesn't work i don't know what happens but i become like super shy and like it's yeah i don't know brain does not work there 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 you'll be quite all right Okay, alright. I think we are done. And actually, very good time. I'm really thankful about that. Alright, so we're going to play our last tracks and we're going to get up and out of here. Sounds good? Alright. Yay! Wait, hold on for one second here. I'm looking at the playlist for, for the songs. It's missing one of the songs. Are you... Let me drop it in here real quick. It's a good thing I actually keep track of all the songs, you know, so I know which ones we're doing. Oh, wait. I got it confused. All right, the songs are here, but one track from last week's is showing up on the playlist, so that's fixed. All right, so we'll go ahead, take our last break, and we're going to get out of here. So we'll be back.
bring the show to a close, and we're actually finishing before 11 o'clock. Wow, who would have thought? Mm-hmm. I, I just kept thinking, you know, I had one too many articles. I was just trying to find, like, a nice, even amount so that we didn't, have, we didn't end up finishing at, like, at 9, like, at 11.15 or 11.20, but this is good. So, if you have any um, thoughts for us, questions, ideas, and so forth, drop us a line at podcast at animejamsession.com. Again, that is podcast at animejamsession.com. We're here to believe you. Check out our website at animejamsession.com, where we post all of our uh, convention reviews, um, cosplay articles, links to our photos and videos, all the other cool stuff. And also, our links to our weekly podcast. But if you have any issues getting to our podcast, you can always find them on Podcast Alley, iTunes, Stitcher, Miro, Double Twist, Blueberry, Groove, TuneIn Radio, and Google Play. Um, on iTunes and Stitcher, you know, we ask for five-star reviews. If you like if you like it, post the reviews. Let people know. Like or hate it. We want people to know that we're out there. Check out our YouTube page, youtube.com slash Anime Jam Session TV, where we post all of our convention videos. You'll find ma- convention masquerades, panels, interviews, all the other cool stuff. I know a couple of videos have been flagged. I am working on them to get them unflagged if you can't view, if you can't hear them. Well, doing the best I possibly can. If you want to interact with us on YouTube, um, you can find me at youtube.com slash DJ S. Ari is at Ari22682. And you can find Ichigo over at Ichigogami. Twitter. Twitter.com slash Anime Jam Session. Um, you can find our official, as our official Twitter page. Um, updates to our website when we're going live and other cool information, tidbits of, 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 of information. You can definitely find it there. If you want to interact with us on Twitter, you can find me at Twitter.com slash DJRonMess. Ari is at the Ari Man, and you can find Ichigo over at Ichigogami. Facebook.com slash Anime Jam Session. I just want to say to all of our fans on there, thank you so much for the love and support. We truly appreciate it. Why don't you continue to like the page, uh, like the articles, everything we post on there. We're going to live, we're going to bring you much more content as we possibly can. And we got some more coming down the line. If you want to interact with us on Facebook, um, you can find me at facebook.com slash imdjronmess or that DJRonMess guy. Ari is at Ari Rockefeller. And you can find Ichigo over at Ichigogami. Now, we're here on the VOG Network twice a week. We're here live 9.30pm Tuesday nights, Eastern. And Uncle Presentation Thursdays at 2. But we're not the only geek-centric podcast on this network. So you definitely want to check out the Starboard Power Coupling Podcast. Uh, the Geek Card, The Bobby Blackwell Show. Orange Lounge Radio, Critical Myth, British Invaders, Pod Culture, Electric Sisterhood, Girls Gone Wow, Ranger Pride, Game Boy. I believe guys on the show and Pokestop Podcast are on a temporary hiatus, so when they come back, you'll, you'll be the first to know. So we're going to go around the room. Last words, Ari. <clears throat> I'm playing through the Rise of Iron expansion in Destiny. I still have to, still working on getting the, uh, Iron Galahorn, which is a super powerful rocket launcher. All right, last words. Ichigo. I'm making pants. For a second, I was going to say pancakes. 
I made those last night at midnight. Oh. <laughs> 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 but wow. yeah, I'm going to get back here into sewing, but um, it's been great to see you guys again and um, hope to see you soon in the future. Have a good night. Hold on. That, that wasn't supposed to happen. Shit's jumping a gun. Yeah, I hit. I hit. But, the, I hit but the... I'm having a good night too. And uh, yeah, I wasn't saying good night as a final thing. I was saying, uh, yeah, never mind. I'm gonna be awkward over here in the corner. To the moon, it you go. Hmm. Yeah, I hit the wrong button, so I decided to do a replay, repeat the entire track list instead of the one track. So that was my bad. My final words. Um, I actually have no idea. I might just. I don't know. I might I might just kick back and relax. I don't know. Actually, I might just install this new Blu-ray drive. We'll see what happens with that. Yeah, that's it. End of list. We are getting out of here. Um, I'm looking at the calendar, like I said. As of now, most likely, there will there may not be a show next week. I'm going to get some confirmations from my friend, and if we definitely are hanging out, there will be no show. If not, we will be here. Um, we'll talk about stuff that happened from uh, Comic-Con. We'll see. If not, we will do a taped episode or something like that. And we'll see how that goes. Okay. It's time for us to get the hell up on out here. I'm done. I am tired. More or less. So, I'm Ranma. I'm Ari. And I'm Ichigo Gami. Great fight. Great night. See you next week. Good night, everybody. Johnny. <laughs> you would break the mold. There were molds? <sighs> Say good night, Ichigo. Good night, Ichigo. I think next time we bring Ichigo on the show, we have to up the warranty and make sure she's in full working condition. Yeah, we got to reboot her every now and then. She gets stuck in loops. Error um, 404. Error 404. <laughs> um, we're, not, we're not allowed to reboot her. We can't do that. We're just going to have to wait it out. Yeah. Good night, everybody. Good night.